Welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Robin, joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Uh, we're excited, aren't we, Duff? We sure are. Uh, and it's Wednesday. And that's it why we're excited. That's right. It means we have a heart of the ocean, and one of our favorite guests, Meeks, or as tomb, or as Tombstone Minute listeners know him as Saddlebags Malone. Saddlebags. Oh, saddlebags. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to finally. Be on a podcast about the size of my genitals. <laughs> <laughs> They're Titanic. <laughs> what he's saying is that his, his uh, penis is big. Yeah, that's no. what he means. It's about he, time that was given due. due his genitals uh, have a giant hole in them. Yeah, I, <laughs> just they, like my head. <laughs> I think you were supposed to be on the uh, minute by minute podcast of Robert Altman's Shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, Little Big Man. (laughs) (laughs) Or the podcast that goes through Mini Driver's filmography. All right, Minute 103. Uh, Speaking of old-timey things, what about the word box as a slang for vagina? It's not even probably from the 20s, right? Is that even old-timey? What is happening? What is happening? I just always thought it was old-timey because, like, when did you use a lot of boxes all the time? Probably what like the- <laughs> does that mean? Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about this? No, this can't. Why do you think they used more boxes back then than now? There was no Amazon. <laughs> well, like, you know, like, they're just, boxes were more of a fascination. What? Because <laughs> they were newer. The new, be like, the newfangled hey. technology of the box. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think boxes were invented? <laughs> I mean, I never really thought well, about it, it, actually. Well, our, I mean, the concept of, like, a square has been around for a while. <laughs> Just a- and, like, wooden crates have been around for hundreds, maybe, basically, since people could use wood and iron <laughs> to shape it. Oh my god! But well, we haven't the, even gotten to the movie. Well, yet. the first cardboard box, oh, is sometimes credited to the to uh, a firm in England in 1817. Ah, it's an old timey word, and they were like, "Hey, I know what else looks like a box." It it doesn't though. You can put <laughs> things in there. I, yeah, oh I thought god. that the second part of what you just said was why it's referred to as a box. We, we really should have had there? you on the it week. Holds of the, we should have yeah. had him the week that of the drawing, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, guys. In this minute, are you ready to go back to Titanic? Yes. <laughs> minute one hundred three. Oh my God! Murdoch reports to Captain Smith. Um, we start out with the boiler guys. They're they're still trying to get out of the uh, uh, the guys the who room. the guys who got through the first door. Yeah. <laughs> Guy was left I, behind. I, I have something to say about that do- the door guy, too. You know what I, I found really funny? And I feel like it's something that, like, Rob would do. Uh, 
so you know like the in the the guy that helps everyone through the first door like why in movies are there is there always someone like standing right next to the door and they're like and their whole job is to be like come on get through it's closing right like there's no purpose to that job all you're doing is like standing there to seem heroic but you're not really being heroic like everybody knows the door is closed. Uh, I mean, yeah, there, there's no lack of urgency that water just started pouring in. Yeah, you don't need door. someone to stand by the door to tell people to walk through it to get away from the <laughs> hole in the boat. <laughs> there's like no point for that, right? And I feel like that's a classic Rob Lumley. And he'd be like, everybody, come through. You need to get out. There's a fire. And then at the end, everybody's like, wow, good thing Rob was here. But Meeks, really, it, he's just glory hogging. Meeks, in 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 times of need, you should look for the helpers, and that would be me. <laughs> We've already people through a door that's wide open. Hey, in case you didn't know, there's a door here. Don't get burnt by the fire. Here it is. <laughs> we, plus, we both know Rob wouldn't have waited at all. That's that's the main problem. Like he would have just jumped through it first. It would have been the George Costanza at the children's <laughs> yeah. party. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I have a few things about the the boiler man and the escape. Okay. Um, number one, there's like three seconds of slow mo for some reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That does not work that well. Like I don't. I don't like it. Yeah. Um. It. it it's, like it's not we, full on slow mo. No, it's it's just it's like, like half it, tiny slow mo. It looks like someone like. Like it looks like Netflix is buffering or something. <laughs> <laughs> also, after we see it shut in slow motion, we then see it in regular motion shut. Yeah, we at, at it's first a different I was, door. I think. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's this. Bizarre. I thought. Of, yeah, and the the effect of the the weird slow mo and then the the full motion shutting it reminds me of the mystery science theater door sequence to go into the theater. Yes. <laughs> Like they, uh, they, they, they all they all ran out because they had movie signed to watch Red Zone Cuba or something. <laughs> what what about the guy who barely gets through the door? Um, uh, well, you it, know why he didn't make it because that other guy wasn't standing there to tell him where to go. Yeah, no, the guy who does make it, the guy who does get underneath the door, the the guy it. who pulls the Indiana Jones. Yeah, and, yeah. But I'm saying he would have got there earlier had there been somebody standing by the door. That's true. Guiding that, him through. This scene is actually what inspired me to lose weight a few years ago because I was like, I got to make sure I can get through a closing door. <laughs> I have whatever works. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how that's what that's if how you gotta... what if what if your place of employment, no matter what it was, if there was an emergency, just doors started closing like that. That's what they do in job interviews to make sure you're fit. They're like, all right, well, you got to get out of this door. You got to get out real quick. <laughs> the door just shuts. You got to dive through. And you get extra points if you guide everyone else through. If you, <laughs> if you just yell obvious things at people. I mean, yeah. we, hey, the, come through this door. This one. Here it is. <laughs> we know that like all interviewing techniques and how you find a good employee doesn't work. This could work just as well as anything else. Just stage an emergency in the middle of an interview. Sinking. That's right. And see it's how gonna, they perform. It's going to get to the point where the only way you can have health insurance is if you can fit underneath a door like that. Like that's the next wave. Yeah, like instead of making it, like it'll be fitness apps, and then after that, they're gonna make us just randomly have to run screaming through a door that's closing. 
<laughs> Maybe that'll be the new presidential fitness test instead of boat climbing or whatever. It's like, all right, this there's a gi- there's a giant flood coming and you have to run through this watertight door that's closing. <laughs> we we do Well, there are a lot more floods coming. That's oh, true. Too real. We Yeah. Out we of that do... box. Oh god. <laughs> we do see uh this graphic we just see a graphic of the watertight doors and a light slide up above all of them as they as they close. And it reminds me of those, like, maybe this is just from reading Curious George books, but, like, those old-timey fire stations that would have, like, a map of the city mm-hmm. and then a light, like, lights up where in the city the fire is. I don't know how those work. Because those are, I like, mean, pre-computers. That was pre-computers, though. Who lights the light, you mean? Yeah, like how do you? Yeah, how do you? How does that whole light thing work? How does this work? I have no idea. I mean, this is I'm guessing is a circuit, right? Like door shuts and you know it just like lights up. But uh, these yeah. fireplace some, some, maps, really, I don't it's know, a lie. guys. It's all a lie. Yeah, just, <laughs> they're they guessing. Just ran, yeah. <laughs> it's just some moron in the back, like yeah, I, I'll turn one on. I'll flip a switch. Yeah. It also oh, we're close enough. Let's just hit all these lights. It's also it's also similar to like the old the old timey uh, intercom system, like in Downton Abbey, where it's run by oh, like, yeah. str- like strings, strings <laughs> and bells. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I feel like everyone's just guessing there too. Like you start pulling strings until you reach someone's. Like bring me some food. <laughs> I think this is gonna work, but yeah, <laughs> we uh. We see rich people looking out at the iceberg, and guys, I have a deleted scene alert. Rubberneckers. Oh no! And Dude, are we were we gonna move on from the boiler room here? Because I had I had one more oh. boiler room thing. Oh, let's let's hear the boiler room probably, thing. Probably maybe. So I was actually uh, really struck by the. What are you, thought what are you that... folding around there? Do you have like <laughs> he wrote his prints of the Titanic? No. <laughs> he wrote his notes on a scroll. <laughs> I have a big piece of paper with notes on it. Uh, anywho. Right now, his wall looks like Charlie's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not words. It's just pictures. Um, so I thought below deck, it looked strikingly like Metropolis. The, okay. Not the oh. Superman thing, but the movie Metropolis. Yeah. yeah, the Fritz Lang Metropolis. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was like on purpose or if that was an accident, but... Like, and even kind of going back, I don't know how much you guys have talked about it, but to, like, the class, the obvious, like, class theme that's yeah. in this. Um, and just the way they, like, you know, film the people down there. And yeah, it, now that you mention it, it, it's very reminiscent of Metropolis. And, and Yeah, like, I even thought the machines looked very, like, similar. And so I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but it, I definitely like was like, whoa, this is doesn't seem like. A so this is the type of thing that I wish James Cameron talked about in the commentary. But from this point on, it's pretty much just really boring stuff we know or yeah. him just pointing out like how accurate it is. Yeah, he loves that. <laughs> and I yeah, I'm not it's not that interesting. <sighs> Get yeah. with it, James Cameron. Yeah. I do kind of see that Metropolis thing a little bit. Um, no, I yeah, I I would not be surprised. I I wish James Cameron talked more about like his artistic inspirations or, you know, what went into the sets or the listen, production. Every idea James Cameron has is completely original and comes from his twelve-year-old brain. 
here's the thing that maybe this is a good time to bring this up. So uh, the first time I ever saw Titanic was um, at my 13-year-old sister's sleepover birthday party with all her friends. And it was just me and her friends. And that was a wonderful experience. And so I like had a good time. Preparing for this minute, I was not looking forward to watching this movie again. Okay. Like, I assumed it was going to be really boring and sucky. Yeah. And, like, it would maybe be funny in parts. I was delighted. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) It's always nice when we have male guests who actually, number one, watch the movie. (laughs) And number two, enjoyed it. Yeah, like, I I did not. I thought it was going to be. I'm going to tell you right now, and this is maybe going to make some listeners mad. It is way better than Tombstone. Oh, it's for sure better than Tombstone. Tombstone was a slog. It (laughs) took so long to get into things. Like there was so many boring parts. This movie, I was like, "Holy, holy crap!" My minutes up already. Like, yeah, you you got an action pack. You, you're actually the first tire of the ocean with an action packed minute too. It took an hour and forty minutes for them to hit the iceberg. But like, what do you mean? It gets right into it. No, but I like, but the, like the, the romance stuff like works really well and it's yep. like fun. And right as that tapers off and it gets kind of boring, then boom, there's an iceberg. Because yep. I like literally, I remember sitting here thinking, like, oh man, all right, enough, Jack and Rose, you're making out on the <laughs> deck. And then they're like, iceberg dead ahead. And I was like, oh, all right, good timing, James Cameron. Think, think, think about how many relationships wouldn't have gotten stale. If they would have hit an iceberg when it was starting to, you know, starting to slow up a little bit, yeah. So that's why that's why I drive off a bridge every time I start to get bored. It's a well-known fact that life-threatening trauma only strengthens a relationship. It, uh-huh. I've been mm-hmm. speed. Yep, Keanu speed. knows it. Mm-hmm. If he said it, it must be true. That's a yeah. noted uh, Rob favorite. I yeah. love speed. Yep. And I also was really so the thing that I the reason I thought of this was because. Like, I was really impressed with James Cameron. And yeah. I kind of feel like like he gets his due as, like, a technical wizard. But I, like, I just think, like, most of his movies, like, work really well. And, like, I, to, to be able to make a three-and-a-half-hour movie that could just be totally stupid and boring. Because, yeah, it, like, it should maybe be only be, like, an hour and a half. I feel we, betrayed right now. Like, <laughs> uh... <laughs> And have it work so well, like that's that's skill. And I liked his sneaky political commentary for, especially for like a big budget blockbuster movie, where there's like that scene where Kate Winslet's mom is like, "We're women, we don't get to make choices." And yeah. so there's that sneaky kind of feminist angle, and then there's the class angle, and like, I don't know. I was really impressed by James Cameron in the movie in general. For a big budget popcorn movie, especially in 1997-98, I think it it does a lot of things within that paradigm. It, I think it pushes it, and I think it does it well. Yeah. Uh, well, like you think about like how much everybody <laughs> their pants for oh, good reason <laughs> for something like Black Panther. Like you know, anytime there's a movie that's a blockbuster movie with any kind of slight political message. And James Cameron, to me, has seemed like he's been doing that for a while now. You know, depending on how much you like Avatar, that definitely had like a very progressive political message. 
And I think this kind of does too. And I don't think people really give him his. Due. So what? What about? And in case that? you didn't notice that message, you're going to get it three more times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> so what? Where does true lies factor in? <laughs> oh, don't cheat on your wife. That's yeah. what, That's the message. Or beware, if you do, beware the it's Arabs. A, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's about the uh, the way the deep state infects the domestic sphere with new technology. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I think I brought this up maybe once before, but it's worth noting in this context. Uh, Meeks, did you know that there was a version of a Titanic movie that was financed by uh, Goebbels and the Nazis? <laughs> no, I did not know it, that. It, uh, I want to say it was like 1942, 43, but it was like a big, it was a huge, big budget Nazi, like fictional movie, ki- kind of like this, but the whole point of it was to point out how dumb and awful uh, the Westerners and, uh, well, now I guess Germany is West, but like like England and America and yeah. cap- but capitalists. Like the whole thing is just like, oh, look how f- dumb these capitalists are. <laughs> They're gonna make a big boat and run it right into an iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I believe it's on YouTube, but it's oh, it's God. it's very interesting. Actually, I watched the whole thing one. It's day. funny that the the peak of like right wing cinema is Red Dawn. <laughs> Like yeah. they, st- they're so bad at making movies. Or that's yeah. on YouTube. That's the other thing. I always thought you were gonna say that the peak of, uh, of that is on YouTube, just where it sort of lives. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. guys, I want to tell you about this deleted scene. All right. That may be the worst deleted scene in the movie. Whoa. I know. What about the ending? We haven't gotten there yet. But I mean, is it worse than that? I think so. Um, it's, oh, wow. It's very short, but after we see the rich people looking out over at the at the iceberg, we see Molly Brown in the dining area. Oh, no. If it's a Molly Brown scene, I'm, I'm all for it. All right, let's see She's what She's a real think. spitfire, man. Yeah, let's see this- what you think as we move on. She, uh, holds her, she holds her glass up, and she's like, hey, Sonny, how about a little ice? As the iceberg passes in the background. So is she being ironic or is she just, that's a coincidence? It's a coincidence. So it's just James Cameron's idea of a joke. Yes. It's real bad. That's the one thing where I could see on, on Joe's side and, and like I got past it, but the jokes are pretty bad all through the movie. They're really forced. James, James Cameron might be the unfunniest person alive. Yeah, definitely. He doesn't believe in laughs or sex. <laughs> uh, so the, the lookouts are uh, are arguing about smelling ice. You know, smell ice, can you? Which, I don't know. There's other things to worry about, lookouts. Um, no, but I feel like he's being sarcastic. Yeah. What do you mean, Rob? They're not arguing about can you smell the ice. <laughs> it's like... He's saying, obviously, you can't smell ice because we yeah. just hit a giant piece of it. Can it's like, yeah. hey, you smell it's like, how'd that the work out, dummy? tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the other lookout's like, hey, we just missed it. And, like, then he does the sarcastic thing, you know? I just, it's just, I, I guess even then the lookouts don't seem too worried about the well, iceberg. And that, just that's hit. kind of the whole point is that even when they hit it, everyone was still under the impression that, it was this unsinkable ship. And yeah. It didn't, it didn't seem like that big a deal. I mean, you know, this is, uh, 
you know, this is like if you're parallel parking, you just give a little tap. That's how they viewed. It. It's like, oh, no. Do you, do you do that a lot when you parallel park? I, no. All the time. That's why you have bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say not a ton, but sometimes. But That's why you have I'm bumpers. Bu- I'm, bu- I'm busy giving people the finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had in high school. I was parallel parking my car, and there was this guy who had this car that I—I'm not kidding—had a rubber bumper, like it was like this big rubber bumper on the back, and it was just a real pos. And I was like parallel parking, and I bumped his bumper. It's the only time I can ever remember bumping someone's bumper. But because it was rubber and his car was so awful, the car just shook. Like wait, back and forth as like wait. a police car drove by, and I was like, "Oh man, I think he knows what happened here." Because <laughs> it's still shaking like a bowl full it of jello. It was just shaking. <laughs> yes. Uh, should I? I feel like the rubber bumper is a good idea. I think all cars should have that. I, I yeah. mean, I, yeah, it was like this metal car with a pack. Get way more distance on. on the old ladies you hit with those. <laughs> all- <laughs> All cars, what, basically what I'm saying is that all cars should be bumper cars. It was a silver car with a Packer logo and rubber bumpers. I can't believe you're trying to claim that the only time you hit somebody's bumper is when you hit this rubber <laughs> clown bumper. I can't, I'm sorry. This rubber clown bumper. That's the only time in your life you've hit somebody else's bumper? That's the yeah, only right. time I've ever hit someone else's bumper. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> it's true. Do you have anything else on the lookouts? <laughs> so, is the lookout in the crow's nest at night the worst shift? Oh yeah, it's got to be freezing up there. Would you? Would you? Here's a good question. Would you rather work in the steaming hot boiler room or be in the crow's nest where it's like 20 degrees? I would rather be in the crow's nest because I do not handle heat well as a pale and pear-shaped basement boy. <laughs> that um, easily. I'm, I'm going to agree with you, uh, but because I'm not a big fan of manual labor and I think you, could, <laughs> I think you can sit in the crow's nest. Like I bet there's yeah, a way. I like exercising. But I don't like exercising when someone's making me do it, like, and I can't stop. I okay. also don't like, I don't really like exercising around other people, also. Yeah. So, so Meeks, you, you are assigned to Crow's Nest duty, and you can take one Midnight Boy with you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jeez, man, that's... Like, so why do I want to take one? For, well, for helping me? For talking, you're just by yourself. You got to talk to someone. Well, we know also you. Also, for potentially like doing your job. And so, if yeah, I want to, if I want a midnight, uh, is I I would say I would take Duffer Joe if I wanted to do the job correctly. <laughs> 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 and I don't know, I don't know which one I would take. I'd have to think about that for a little bit longer. But I would take Rob if I just wanted to <laughs> <fuck> around. <laughs> 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 If I just wanted to mess around and not do my job, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I think from an actual like uh, quality of work perspective, I think Joe is the only one of us who doesn't need any type of corrective glasses or contacts. Mm, oh, there, also though. that. So it would that's be Joe for the job thing, and I feel pretty confident I could like convince uh, Rob to be like, "Hey, let's see who could spit farthest off this." <laughs> <laughs> Or like, hey, do you want to pee off here? Like, let's see if anybody notices. 
like real quickly and i feel like joe and like duff would be like guys we have we gotta look out for icebergs (laughs) (laughs) now i'm imagining like a version of this where they're just peeing off the side and they're not even noticing the iceberg you know that that is a good question though like how how long was that shift and did they just have to hold it the whole time there's no way i could hold it up there maybe there's a bucket there's got to be a bucket because you don't want to climb up and down. Like that's really inconvenient mm-hmm. for the look. Maybe that's yeah, why there's two of them. You got to think th- that bucket's yeah. right next to you, though. That's gross. It's probably frozen, I guess. Frozen I mean... pee? <laughs> that is grosser somehow. <laughs> it just yeah. Just to go back to my original point, that is one of the most unglamorous, crappy jobs on Titanic. And the they screwed it up. Yeah, <laughs> and they messed it up. Yeah. Well, it's not also, their why fault. is there so many people on that boat when it's like so cold? What, what do you mean? How do they sell all the tickets? What? <laughs> it's too cold to be by going on a boat. What have you? Have you? I mean, the the rich. Yeah, the rich people—they're in fancy staterooms and such. Yeah, I mean, I guess that a little bit. I don't know. It's just Nothing too cold to be camp. on a boat. It's just too cold. It's a uh, cruise ship for some people, isn't it? Well, just it? wait till what it's like when they get off the boat. It, yeah, it gets colder. Uh, uh, Murdoch, uh, back at the minute, Murdoch says to note the time in the log. It hit at uh, 11.40 p.m. on April 14th, 1912. So the Midnight Boys would have seen this happen. The Midnight Boys would just be getting started. Yeah. Yeah. Singing yeah. some rock band. Uh, yeah, why are those guys in bed? Why is Fabrizio and those and the the Swedes? Why are they sleeping already? What else? They're in like prison camps down there. What else are gonna the, do? What about the party? Yeah, like everyday party. I guess maybe the party I mean, ends a little earlier you, than we would think. They had that really awesome dance party the last night. You but, gotta figure there's another one. But people were shorter and lived less during this time, so I bet <laughs> you the parties <laughs> no. ended earlier the parties well, were shorter because the people were shorter yeah everything was shorter than lifespans yeah, you know, parties I go to uh parties with like our friend colin or anybody that's a little shorter they just end so quick <laughs> i hate it's just really annoying do you think that fabrizio like he just struck out with helga that night and you know just went back early Maybe he they... probably took her to the. Uh, he probably went to take her to the uh, to where the uh, cars were parked, and he saw Jack and Rose. He's like, "God damn it, again!" Taken. <laughs> yeah, Jack's here Just, again. The hall monitors yelled at him. Yeah, they fell for that whole French naked portrait thing. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that guy. It, so the, the ship did sink in two hours and forty minutes, which. I just blows that's, my mind. That's shorter than what the movie took. Yes, it is shorter than what the movie took. Um, so and you couldn't watch Titanic on the Titanic. Once it hit the iceberg, you would, you would, you wouldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, Captain Smith comes out and uh, he's just like, "What was that, Mister Murdoch?" And Mister Mur- and Murdoch's like, "An iceberg, sir. I, I put her hard to starboard, and the engine full stern, and tried to port her around her." Um, which sounds like something Meeks would say. <laughs> so it, it's funny how in it, like inanimate objects and ships and things, cars are always feminine. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. out. It's, it's never him. It's always no. her. Oh yeah. Uh, and then Captain Smith like closed the watertight doors, and I just think I'm convinced the real villain in this movie isn't Cal 
or Spicer Lovejoy, or even the iceberg. It's Captain Smith. Why? He's just... He had tons of opportunities to not let this happen. He's the captain, and now he's just mansplaining to Murdoch while he was, you know, resting. I mean, he got he got pressured into doing things he didn't want to do. Is he the captain? Because he knew that they shouldn't let, light the boilers. <laughs> I can relate to that. Is he the captain? <laughs> but I, he doesn't own the boat, and, he, and like everybody's like, go faster. But if you were to say, who's the captain Why are they from the Boston? Boat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is Ben Affleck saying to go faster? Hey, go faster. How about them Red Sox? <laughs> How about them apples? Oh. But, like, he didn't want to go faster. He said, we might, you know, what about the icebergs? And, like, it'll be <laughs> hard to avoid them if we go so fast. I, I, we've covered this a little, but I, I'm... Not so much from what he does here, but I'm firmly in the camp of the buck stops with Murdoch. Murdoch, like, not Captain Smith. Or sorry, Captain Smith. That's oh, what I meant. okay. Don't yeah, blame I, Murdoch. I no, say. I, I think it's just I think Murdoch's just a cool name, and that I just out. I like to blame Mr. T <laughs> and Hannibal. Um, but yeah, Captain Smith. Uh, the the buck stops with him because. I think I know this before. It's not like he's new to the job and that he's some young buck. Like, it's, his his last, la- it's his last it's, one. It's his last voyage. Uh, it's May. Is, he's obviously a suit the company sent. He's the, was he the owner or the yeah. head? Yeah. Yeah. So he buckled the pressure to do something he knew was not right. And it, I think, I, to his credit, I think after that, I think during the sinking based on what I know, he did all the right things, but it was just too little too late. Mm-hmm. But like, so let's say here <laughs> that like one of you guys was like, hey, like I'm just sitting here minding my own business and I'm like playing video games or something. And you're like, hey, Meeks, why don't you go like kick that chipmunk? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I go kick it, right? Oh my God. That's isn't your it, fault. That's your fault. Isn't it kind of your fault for giving no. me that idea? Because no. I wasn't thinking about kicking a chipmunk until you came over and told me to kick the chipmunk. It's your fault. It's you're the one who did who. Yeah, <laughs> you masterminded it though. Masterminded. Just like this PR guy, he knows where he knows the buttons to push with Captain how, Smith. How many PR guys have ever gone to jail? good point exactly <laughs> but i mean that's why it's his fault because he knows he knows how to do his job well and he's being a jerk well he's that's making true. captain smith abandon all reason for like a little smidge he of didn't, glory he didn't put a gun to his head all he said was like he just basically hinted that it would be a cool finish to make newspaper headlines yeah he, he did it he did it to appease to uh, Captain Smith's vanity, and he fell for it because he's weak. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you guys, like, would you, if somebody was like, hey, you got this really cool boat, and it's uh-huh. big. Ship. It's a boat. And it, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be my response when I do that next time. <laughs> And they're like, <laughs> and someone's like, hey, it's really huge and big and awesome. Like, why why not uh, go fast? That's fun, right? <laughs> what? You'd be but like, nah, I like to go slow. 
Yeah, it's my That's ship. What you would say? Yes, I have. You guys know yeah. I would say that. Yeah, because the start of every news story where like some backwoods yokel dying is like his friend like that ice is okay we we won't sink <laughs> go faster uh well i would have went faster <laughs> not ashamed to say it joe duff meeks do you guys have anything else for minute 103 meeks meeks as always it's it's been an experience <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh Listeners, if you enjoyed Meeks, you should check us out on. Uh, we did a week of Die Hard Minute with Meeks, which uh, oh, that's so good. Which was very good. Yeah, thanks, guys. You're doing Thank doing you. the Lord's work here. <laughs> well, uh, listeners, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 104 of Titanic. Um.